This is Inspector Brenner on the scene investigating a robbery slash jailbreak slash kidnapping. I arrived at the Magnus estate earlier this morning and intended to conduct a somewhat relaxed investigation to encourage the cooperation of my witnesses. However, after I found a mysterious individual climbing up one of my witnesses, who had turned into a plant, and out of a trapdoor leading to a hidden chamber of the building, I decided a more rigorous interrogation was required. The following is a series of three interviews with the main suspects. Please be advised that I also interviewed one Mix Quennell Hopper, but I chose to omit this evidence as it was mostly comprised of the witness sobbing. I also determined it was unnecessary to interrogate one Igor, as he was merely the butler and could not possibly be involved in the crime. Ahem. This is Inspector Brenner reporting. I am here in the room with my first suspect on the case of kidnapping slash theft slash jailbreaking. The subject of my interview is wearing a striking orange jumpsuit, looking slightly disheveled with unique markings across his body. Would you please state your name and profession for the record? Um, My name is... Oscar Orange, and I am an orange clothing enthusiast. All right. I'm going to start asking you about the events of the day. Why, there's no need to do all that. Chappy here, Oscar. Let's talk about uh, other finer matters. Tell me about uh, where you uh, grew up. Um, so I was in Pine Barrow, but I don't think I grew up there. Hmm. I guess my youngest memory is, like, looking up at the moon and then staring there and then my eyes friggin' hurting. It was way too, like, bright. I think the place was called Stardim. Were you perchance staring at the moon during the day? No, no, the sky was dark. But, like, that moon, like, like, it hurt. Like, it legit hurt. And now are you sure you weren't staring at the sun? No, because it was not. So that wasn't just the retinal damage caused by staring at the sun? Wow, you really don't let that quit. Like, I <laughs> have that crystal clear. Like, it was like a circle, and it was in the sky. Well, you understand me. Good fellow, good chap. I uh, just needed to uh, ascertain that your memory is crystal clear. Mm. No uncertainties? Completely fine. Like a nice apple cider. Inspector Brenner, I have uh, prepared your witness uh, thoroughly. Thank you. No one asked you to, but you certainly did it anyway. Okay, let me return to my questions about the crime. Yeah, you. Where were you two days ago? Not the most clear on that. God, I am horrible with, like, geography and places, but, like, we're in a place and there was people... And, like, they're going about their life like it was a civilization. And what was the name of this civilization? I just told you I was very bad with places. But just before you were saying your memory was crystal. My memory of the place can be crystal clear, but I don't read. 
Like, I mean, like, do you walk, like, through and then you look at the sign of a place and then you're like, that's where I'm in, or do you just walk in? I tend to know where I am. But are you really enjoying the process of getting there, then? So where was your ally at this time? Ally? The large one that we found turned into a plant. Oh, 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 I thought you meant, like, a supportive friend who's, like, down with who you are. We were chillin'. We went to a tavern, had a respectable time, did not engage in any form of tomfoolery. No kind of games of any sorts that would be played in taverns. That would just be debaucherous. No dice or decks of any kind. So what brought you to Magnus? So, you see, I'm an orange clothes enthusiast. And, like, orange really complements some of the darker shades of colors. Like, if you just put, like, orange against something, it pops. Now, here we are in the Empire of Dusk, where I'm like, oh, it's all dark, orange, bam, pow, we're gonna be standing out, I'm gonna be rich. So, we thought, what's the darkest part of the Empire of Dusk? And we're asked around, and they're all like, Magnus, Magnus, don't go to that Magnus, there, there, there is something afoot. Um, and then I was like, yeah, you have to walk there, that's what's afoot, that's what a foot's for. And so, so we made our way to brighten up the dark. And, um, your companion was, what was her name? Um, gods, it's been this long, and we really, like, didn't exchange it. I sort of arrived, and I was like, hey, look at this, it's orange, you like it? And they were like, yeah, and then we just kind of, kind of went on our way. So I don't really know their name, which is kind of a faux pas on my accounts, if I'm to get this right, yeah, you, you met a person, mm-hmm. you didn't ask their name, nah. and then you immediately departed to the scene of two crimes coming together to sell orange clothing to incredibly rich people. Yeah, you. If they're incredibly rich, of course they're going to be into this fad. All right, well, nearly done with you. This is taking years off my life. <sighs> is this... Familiar. She pulls out a sketch of what you recognize to be a clonk wonk. Well, we traveled here via Gizmodon, and, like, those folks were in, like, a hubbub about... God, what what do they call them? Uh, um, I can't remember what they called them. They were, like, these, uh... I don't know, like, they had, like, these sort of pokey arms, and then there was the ball. I think they called them pokeballs. I really has no idea that's sort of their crowd. That shouldn't worry you at all. So you were in Gizmodon. I'm going to need some more specifics. I'm sure you understand. Well, we we arrived by means of travel and being transported here. But, like, it was super foggy the entire way, so I haven't the foggiest. I've got to say, you haven't left a good impression of yourself. Do you have anything else you'd like to say for yourself before I let you go? Um, so I see your ensemble here, and I don't mean to take offense, but it is kind of lacking in a bit of iron. Okay, get out. This is the second interview. I am, of course, once again, Inspector Brenner. 
And I have my second witness here with me right now. Please state your name and occupation for the record. Uh, Nime of the River Iris. And occupation? I'm a fisher. Why, verily, chap. Let me, uh, investigate this the, uh, traditional way. Just need to know a little bit about you, uh. So you wouldn't be able to share with me your favorite color. <laughs> I kind of glance down at the bright blue tattoos on my body. Take a guess. I'd rather hear you say it. It's obviously blue. What colors do you think go best with blue? I'm sorry, what is the point of this? A reason beyond your belief. <sighs> you know, I don't believe in his methods normally, but um, on this occasion he <laughs> is somewhat correct. What is your second favorite color? What color goes best with blue? Well, I'm quite partial to green. They both kind of tense up a little bit. (laughs) So, you were travelling with someone. Uh, Would you be able to just state their name for the record for me? Patsy. Patsy? Well, that's the name he gave me. I don't know if that's his real name. And I hear you didn't give him your own name. Why was that? Uh, What? Yes, I did. So tell me, uh, at what point uh, did you meet up? With Oscar's Patsy. Oh, that's his real name, is it? Interesting. Uh, we haven't been travelling together long. Where did you meet? Where did you join together? We met in Concordia. All the way in Concordia? Uh-huh. And what brought you to travel together? We have a common enemy. An enemy? Are there a lot of adversaries in his line of work? What is his line of work? I thought he was a sailor. A sailor? That's how we got here. Mm, That would be how you got here. Obviously. Where did you dock the boat? We kind of crashed. Crashed? I'm so terribly sorry. Just off the coast near here, this was the first township we could find. First township? Uh Uh-huh. And that's what brought you to Magnus then? Yes. This is very interesting. We met up with the, the little folk, the nerdy one. Yes. They were traveling here because of, I don't know, some nerd shit. We do have to turn things now to the matter of why you were in that secret-looking basement. I have reason to believe that there was information down there concerning our adversary. And who precisely is this adversary? Look, pal, if I tell you then you're going to be in their sights. And I really, I don't want to do, you seem like a good folk. I think we can handle it. We have the full force of the law behind us. What if I told you it was death herself? I like you. You give a lot more than that Oscar fellow. All right, well then we can cut to the truth, hey? Why were you a plant? It's a special skill that some fishes have. I don't ask you about your pipe. No one's asked me about my pipe. Okay. Bad example, obviously. Look, we're just trying to get to the bottom of the truth. What could you possibly want with death? We all die one day. It's nothing to be so afraid of. What if I told you she was trying to do something to change the world irreversibly? Not for the better. All right, all right. Well, thank you for your story. One final question. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know where Lenore Magnus is? I've never met her in my life. 
Okay. Dismissed. But before you go, mm-hmm. do you have anything else to say that might ease the wheels of this case? I'm looking at this and, frankly, you and your friend are looking very suspicious. Look, the threats I've told you about are real, and I'm trying to stop them. Also, the wizard, naive schoolgirl. Not capable of anything nefarious. Thank you for your time. This is, of course, Detective Brenner in my third witness interview. Witness number three, please state your name and occupation for the record. Cremora Isolde Magnus, student. Cremora Magnus. Let's start with the first order of business. How did you arrive in the basement of this building? In investigating the activities of the lady of the house, my mother, Lenore Magnus, I came upon a trapdoor leading into an underground laboratory containing notes on celestial phenomena and a collection of souls housed within mechanical devices. What? There are devices created originally by the goddess Meldus. They were originally intended to serve as the instruments of gods on the realm of the mortal folk. However, they have been repurposed as vessels for souls. The Magnus Estate was purchasing these souls. Why, you just seem to be in the possession of some rather strange knowledge, don't you think? I was raised here, and... I read a lot. So, uh, your mother, why were you investigating her? We discovered that she was purchasing these souls, and given her and my family's historical proclivity for necromancy, we assumed it was not for anything good. So you would say you have a negative relationship with your mother? I would, yes. Tell me, what kind of spells do you know? I've heard you're a student. I know the basic cantrips outlined in Havelock's Primer, three spells of the First Order, two of the Third, and one of the Fifth. And tell me, any of these spells that you know from this Primer, could they make this? And she gets out a little bag and holds it open, and inside there is coarse dust. Have you seen this dust? Tell me, what do you know of liches? I know that... They are against statutes 11A622 and 13 revision 6.7. Punishments for lichdom is, of course, death, which is hard to implement. This is the remains of a temporarily deposed lich. Her soul retreated from her body at the moment of death, and the temporary vessel she was inhabiting in the form of a body was reduced to this. How would you know that? Because during a confrontation with my mother, during which she used magic for the manipulation and control of another's mind, which I believe is also illegal, I was driven to murder her. Murder her? Well, she's a lich, of course. Did you just admit to murder? Well, I mean... It's not technically murder. She's not dead. Well, she is dead, but she was dead before I killed her. It is act and intention. I believe that's murder. She still exists. Kumura Magnus, you do understand 
what a situation this puts you in. Yes, I do. I do have to thank you for being honest. The sentence for this crime obviously can be quite severe, but we may be able to reduce it if you can give us some more information. Do you know anything about Oscar Orange? I'm afraid that name doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Does the name Patsy sound more familiar? Yes. Our adventuring crew, mercenary company, whatever we are, were deprived of one of our number, and Patsy stepped in to fill that gap. And do you know where Patsy has been in the last, say, week? Uh, Assuming they stuck to the plan, Patsy has been to City of Waters to acquire a number of books. What topic would the books be about? The books are generally on the nature of death. You have quite a fixation on death, don't you? Professionally. And was Patsy travelling with anyone? Yes, with Nime. We have word that two people of their description, as well as a third who matches the description of the halfling travelling with them. They have escaped from a jail in Ortis. Can you confirm that those are these people? I couldn't comment on their activities while we were parted. Do you understand what we're talking about here? This could be the difference between your life and your death, and you're not a lich, are you? So that would be for good. How about you give me a little bit more? Well, if they weren't connected to that, were they connected to the robbery and the kidnapping? And which robbery and kidnapping would that be? The robbery of a device from a man named Garha and his crew, and the kidnapping of two of his number, one Cassandra and one Vern. We haven't been able to locate them anywhere near here, nor have we been able to locate Lenore's mother, although now we know her fate, I wonder if we know their fate too. Cassandra Vanguard, Vern, and an associate of ours named Jolene Jolene are currently trapped within a semi-extra-dimensional space colloquially referred to as a ghost zone of my mother's creation. Their souls are bound there for the time being, and... She has delivered an ultimatum to me that I should acquire certain information that she is not capable of acquiring in exchange for their release. If not, then their souls will be devoured. Cremora Magnus, you are under arrest. If I might. What? Murder refers to the deliberate killing of one person by another. Yes, I killed something. But I do not believe that my mother constituted a person in any definition of the word. That's an issue to take up with the courts. And she gets out a set of shackles. Did either of them tell you what we're doing? What we're up against? You're all obsessed with death. Cremora Magnus, there is one thing that is clear. Lenore is dead and you killed her and so are the other two. And whatever you think is going on is not... We'll send our report through the messenger back to the city and we'll have you there soon. Well, I don't suppose there's anything left to do but contact my lawyer. Nim and Patsy, you're brought back into the room. And sitting there in shackles is Cremora. I think at this point, I think that the detectives would have had like an actual crew coming, like, following, you know, a little bit behind them. Those people have started arriving. We've already sent off word to the messenger. 
about what we found out here. You four have spun a web of lies. Oh, please, I'm very small and not a spider. I cannot spin anything. <laughs> Shut up. What I see here before me is nothing short of a murder cult. I'm sorry, what? That is quite the opposite of what... If it was possible for something to be the literal diametric opposite of a murder cult, that is what we are. Shut up. You three think that you are following some great conspiracy about death and learning all of these things, but it's not real. None of it is real. Nothing I have heard has had even a glimmer of the truth, except for the simple facts. Cremora Magnus has reduced her own mother to ash. Patsy, you could not even get your name straight. He's got memory problems. Yeah, like, truth be told, I ain't even sure Patsy ain't my name. Like, there's, no, there's nothing on these. You two, your stories could not have matched up less. Everything was a contradiction. There was not a glimmer of, I hope, of your stories intertwining peacefully. You two have certainly come from Ortis, and I do not know how the poor Cassandra and Vern became involved, but what I can promise you is that they are in no ghost zone. They are dead, and at least one of you is responsible. We will untangle the rest of this as we go, but for now, you are all under arrest. This concludes my audio recording of the events. Please leave a review, which goes without saying, as only Quality Assurance ever listens to these things. Brenna out.